an intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining for episode 122. This is a special episode of sorts. Why is that, Eric? Well, it's a special one, but it's kind of in the wake of tragedy. Um, a year ago, almost to the, day, to the day, on the 27th, we lost a treasure for the hardcore and punk and just all around music community. We lost Todd Youth Schofield, better known as just simply Todd Youth. Right. And he was a guitarist in a... And also bassist in multiple bands. He started off in a lot of 80s hardcore bands playing guitar for Agnostic Front, Murphy's Law, Warzone, the list can go on. Right. Uh, and, and he's been playing music ever since and also played in such seminal acts such as Danzig. He toured with Ace Freely, even was a session musician for Cheap Trick at one point. He's been all over the place and has a myriad of different musical projects that he's worked on in the past up until his untimely death just last year at 47 at 47 he hasn't even he hadn't even reached 50 but he had lived like a huge life especially within music and just going back on his catalog he had like so many bands and they were obviously enough to fill up an entire episode of the SLC <laughs> Punk cast. Right. So that's what we're doing here today. We're going through a lot of his bands that I think were amazing and playing some songs that were, that, excuse me, that you may not have known about or you may have known about and are excited to hear someone else talk about them. <laughs> awesome. Well, the bulk of the episode is about Todd Youth. Uh, real quick, we're going to do a rundown as we do with the new and upcoming albums. So again, thank you for joining us. If you first time with us, we're Punk Rock Review, an interview show. So we're not doing any interviews today, but we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of Todd Youth stuff. The new stuff that is and has been coming out is The Dead President with the Burning Like a Candle single on October 13th. Moontooth with Crux, October 14th. All the Rage with Loser, that was a single, October 15th. Concrete Bollocks with Disasters of War. It's an EP October 15th. Divided with World You're Living in October 15th. Eight Degrees Six Crew. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but it's like a degree symbol, so I don't know if it's 806 or 8 Degrees Six. Either way, they came out with Green and White Ska EP. That's three tracks over there on uh, UVPR vinyls. That was October 16th. Next is Oi L'Album Volume 2. It's an LP also released on UVPR, and it's a whole bunch of French oi bands. Uh, I think some of them might be Swiss from Switzerland, but French-speaking, we'll say that. That's yeah. probably what it is. It's a French-speaking oi album. Yes. Uh, you can find uh, both those uh, currently on UVPR's Bandcamp and go to their page, uh, their website, and you can order them. Next, 210 with In the Eyes of Hungry Dog single October 17th, Refused with War Music October 18th, Booze and Glory with Hurricane on October 18th, Detoxy with First Flesh October 18th, Deye did a split with Graves, that's two V's on Graves, October 18th, The Blamed with The Church is Hurting People October 18th, Take Offense with Keep an Eye Out October 18th, The Muffs. With No Holiday, October 18th. Last episode, we talked a little bit about playing a Muffs track. Uh, unfortunately, somebody else that 
passed away. I'm getting distracted. I got a friend right here. It's it's festive for that time of year. He's crawling around. I don't want him crawling up on my mouth. I've got a little little yellow spider here. If he wants to hang out on the mic stand or the mic boom here, cool. But don't crawl on my lips, man. <laughs> That'll be that wouldn't be fun for anybody. <laughs> no, I don't want that. All right, so The Muffs, No Holiday, came out October 18th. Then South Class Veterans with Hell to Pay, October 19th. The Nagon Boys with Repulsive and Deadly, October 19th. The Killer Whales with Halloween 6 Single, October 22nd. Nowhere Bound with Morning Glory on October 25th. The Casualties, Until Death Studio Sessions, October 25th. Spiral Heads with the Spiral Heads EP, October 25th. Process Black Countdown Failure on the 25th. Ray Gun Cowboys, Bloodied But Not Broken also, or not Bloodied But Unbroken, sorry, uh, also on the 25th. The Restarts with Uprising, October 25th. Territories with Quit This City single, it's two tracks, October 25th. The Drowns, Hold Fast Demon single, October 25th. Cold Side, Call for Justice EP, I've already heard it, three tracks, both great. Uh, not both. All three are great. November 1st, Austerity with Anarcho Punk Dance Party. November 1st, Counterparts, Nothing Left to Prove on the 1st. Make War, Get It Together's name of the album. November 1st, Frail Body, A Brief Memoriam. November 1st, An Antilectual with their next single, which is called Fever on November 5th. That list seemed really long. They've yeah. been getting long. A lot of stuff getting released here at the end of the year. I feel like it's getting longer every week. Have you seen that damn spider? He keeps crawling, going up and down, back and he's forth. Over, he's over here. On the oh, I see him now. Side. All right. Yeah. Well, I might talk about the spider a little bit here and there, but right now let's get focused back on what the episode's about. It's Todd, youth. Eric did me the the service of taking care of pretty much everything uh, as far as picking out the tracks. I got one just because I like uh, the band, and he, he did a little bit with them. So we'll get to there when we get there. Yeah. But first up, we're going to do some of the newer stuff he was involved with. So, Eric, take it away. All right. So the latest band that Todd Youth was a part of, this was a band that he did that he formed back in 2017 with Israel Joseph I, who sang on the Bad Brains, Todd Jones, who was the drummer for Nails and Terror, and Nick Townsend, who was also in hardcore bands like Deadbeat and Knife Fight. And this band that they formed was basically uh, kind of a tribute to Bad Brains. It sounds pretty much identical to that, right down to writing uh, reggae songs. The band is called Fireburn. You may have heard of them. Right. They released one EP back in 2017 called Don't Stop the Youth. Four songs, all and all the songs rip on there. And this was actually uh, Todd Youth not playing guitar. He's a guitarist by choice, and most of the songs that he did, most of the albums that he played on were him as a guitarist. But this one, he's a bassist. <laughs> Let's. Uh, um, we're gonna do two tracks. Yes. So one off of the the EP you just discussed, right? Yes. We're gonna play the song "Suspect," which uh, starts off with a pretty ripping bass line. I figured it was. I figured it was easy to choose that one, because <laughs> right. like I said, Todd Youth plays bass on this one. Well, let's hear it.
All right, that's the first track from Fireburn. Yeah, and we got one more. This was the last track they released. This was in, it was on March 1st of last year, 2018. The song was called Shine. And this was the last thing, as far as my knowledge is, that Todd Youth recorded and released as a musician awesome. before he died. Well, that's cool. Let's, uh, let's take a listen to this, the single Shine. Fireburn with Shine. Yeah. You know, the kind of sounds like the bad brains of this century. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Update. The spider is now on the table. Yes. <laughs> crawling along the cord that's feeding us the sound right now. He's just, yeah. uh, you know, live and let live, right? Yep. If he doesn't bother me, I don't want to bother him. So that was Fireburn. That was the last band that Todd Youth had any involvement with. And... Also, an interesting thing about this, the 2010s kind of saw Todd Youth returning back to his uh, punk rock roots, as we will discuss later in this episode when we go through more of his bands. He had a really diverse discography among, among multiple bands that range from like glam rock and glam punk to, uh, uh, let's see, to just straight up hard rock and also 
alternative metal. Right. <laughs> he was he was all over the place. But we'll get into that as we go later into this episode. But next we have uh, Dustin's pick. This is for, my contribution. <laughs> for, his, <laughs> yeah, for his song. <laughs> I like the band Warzone. I've listened to Warzone a bit. And Todd Youth was actually a part of the band. So that they formed as a band in 1983. In 86, Todd Youth was a part of the band. And so they recorded uh, the Street Kids demo from 1986 and the Summer 86 studio session. So this track is called Don't Forget the Struggle, Don't Forget the Streets. It was created then, but the actual version we're going to listen to came out on the actual album, the same title there, Don't Forget the Struggle, Don't Forget the Streets. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to find the digital versions of the old demos. Yes. Yeah, it's hard to get a hold of. <laughs> he was not the guitarist on this album when this particular album was recorded, but nonetheless, we are going to play it, and here goes Warzone. In our hearts, we feel that hardcore music should stay out of big business and stay in the streets where it belongs. All you kids out there, always keep the faith. That was Warzone. Don't forget the struggle. Don't forget the streets. That was another. Uh, that was another guy who was taken from us too soon. Rabies. Right. And 1997, September 11th. Who knows? Who knows what Warzone could have been and what hardcore music could have shaped out to be had Rabies not died of pneumonia. Right. 
obviously a curse. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're in war zone currently, uh, just watch out. Yeah, <laughs> go to the doctor. Yes, <laughs> keep up on those uh, exams. Yeah, seriously. All right, yeah. well, tell us more about Todd Youth. All right, more about Todd Youth. So, yeah, fun fact about Todd Youth. He, like I said earlier, he was playing in a few, he was playing in a lot of different hardcore bands throughout the 80s. And he actually, actually both him and Ray Bees were in Agnostic Front at one time. I don't know if they were in there together, but Ray Bees used to drum for them. And now that they were ended up in Warzone together. Wow. So, kind of interesting trivia for right there. But yeah, keeping in the... Keep it in with the uh, older slash lesser known songs. Throughout the uh, 2000s, he was really big into the horror, punk, slash glam, rock genre, and kind of uh, was right in that revival that was happening in the 2000s. And one of those bands he formed was Chelsea Smiles. And that was formed with uh, after he left Danzig, and he took uh, drummer Carl Roskvist with him. <laughs> Roskvist. And formed it with uh, Sky Von Yane of Bullets and Octane. And it was a very uh, it was a very New York Dolls-esque, you know, old school New York glam punk sort of thing. But mixed in with a lot of modern rock tropes. And, and at the time, it sounded, pretty, it sounded pretty fresh. They weren't around very long. They were only around since, uh, for like the early half of the 2000s before they went on hiatus. Um, but they went on, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, I'm getting really bad air pockets right now. Uh, no worries. <laughs> and well, this, uh, real quick while you're figuring that out for yourself, uh, 36 Damn. Hours Later, that's the name of the album, right? Yes, that's the album. Okay. <laughs> and it came out uh, November 7th of 06. Yep. Also, that album was produced by Adam Ant bassist Bruce Whitkin. Oh, wow. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of stuff a lot of stuff is coming on there. Also, they covered Johnny Thunder's song, Chatterbox. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so... You can, you definitely see the influence that are worn on their sleeves. And this is when Todd Youth grew his hair long, and it was mostly covered by his uh, A-cut. It was dyed black. or No, he no he always had black hair, but it was definitely straightened. He looked like a, he looked like the uh, Hot Topic version of the Ramones, <laughs> or Johnny Ramone, more specifically. But it was some good stuff. Cool. And the Chelsea Smile song we're going to play here is from 36 Hours Later. It's called Nothing Wrong.
So, Todd really knew how to play solos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that was Chelsea Smiles. So another great band. Uh, maybe not everybody knew about it. I didn't know about So a lot of these I didn't know about. I, I hadn't heard of Chelsea Smiles. And I didn't know that Todd Youth was playing with Fireburn. Uh, I think they played mm-hmm. at Punk Rock Bowling a couple years back. They did. I saw them open up for the Agnostic Front and Old Firm Casual Show. It was a club show. And the funny thing about that was Fireburn was not billed. Like, well, they were billed, obviously, but they weren't announced. It was a pop-up show. Right. Because at that point, they were a new band, and they wanted to, like, surprise everybody. So everyone who showed up early to that show, like me, I was first in line. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like a half hour before the first band took stage, Fireburn came out, and they're like, hey, we're going to play a set for you guys. And everyone's like, who is this band? But I recognize that guy, the bassist, Todd Youth. <laughs> and, yeah, fell in love with him right then and there. And I got to meet Todd Youth that night, too. Shook his hand, told him he did a great show. Look forward to hearing more stuff from Fireburn. That's awesome. So really happy that I showed up early at that show and got to catch that set because, obviously, now I don't think they're playing anymore. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, next up, uh, kind of in that same category, maybe older or lesser known, is the band Degeneration. Yeah, Degeneration. So this was an older band, which kind of uh, started Todd Youth on that trend of horror punk death rock uh, bands that he had a pension for in the late 90s and 2000s. So Degeneration was a pretty much established band. It was formed by Jess Malin and Danny Sage, from who were both in the New York hardcore band Heart Attack in the 80s. And they had formed this band and already kept, released a couple of albums, and Todd Youth joined after the original guitarist Richard Backus, if I'm pronouncing that right, he left in 1998. And this was one of those bands that just kind of came and went, and Todd Youth performed on their last album and didn't get the commercial success that they were hoping for. Although the song Helpless from that album, Through the Darkness, was in the Robert Rodriguez film, The Faculty. It was on that soundtrack. Right. <laughs> so if you've seen that and seen that movie, chances are you probably heard the heard that song but that's not the song we're playing today today we're playing the song hatred
<laughs> yeah, that's degeneration. Degeneration. <laughs> well, another project involved, uh, Todd Youth was involved with. I think degeneration actually still plays, right? I wouldn't know. I think they do. I think they, or at least recently, yeah, they have. They probably do. I only Some of know. these bands do not. Yeah. Some of these bands were Todd Youth bands that he started. Yeah, some of them were. This one wasn't. This is no, one he no, joined no. afterwards. Right. But this band did go on hiatus after that album was released, and they, as far as I know, haven't released anything after that. Right. So they might still be playing with uh, different members. Um, but yeah, Todd Youth, he did leave that band, and he took the drummer with him, Michael Wildwood, after they went on hiatus. And they went to form another band that we'll be talking about later in this show. Excellent. But for right now, we go we go backwards. We're kind of jumping around on the timeline here. But we're going to move backwards to one of the first recordings, if not the first recording that Todd Youth ever was a part of. And that was from the New York hardcore band Murphy's Law. Yeah. <laughs> now, Murphy's Law, you may have heard of them. They... Yeah, they came out of New York in the late 80s, and they were one of those bands that came about saying, you know, everyone is all so serious and hardcore. You know, let's just t- let's just sing about drinking beers and partying. <laughs> and that is what it was. It was helmed at the front with frontman Jimmy Gestapo or Jimmy G. And I've seen Murphy's Law live. He is a wild motherfucker. That yeah, guy. He, is. he is hilarious. He's just always talking shit on stage. He is, it's half a comedy show, half a hardcore show. <laughs> And the music itself is good. Like, it's funny. Like, it's very tongue-in-cheek, very lowbrow humor, very... I mean, they have a song called The Panty Raid. <laughs> I mean, that's... It doesn't get much more lowbrow than that. It's very... It's like Beavis and Butthead punk. <laughs> but they're fun. You can always tell that there's a lot of energy with their band. And this was the first album that Todd Youth was a part of. Their album, Back With A Bong, that came out in 1989. <laughs> And the song that we're going to play is Attack of the Killer Beers. (laughs) (laughs) They have a penchant for alcohol, these guys. (laughs) Yeah, 89, that was a long time ago. Yeah, 30 years. Yes. Well, happy 30 years to Back with the Bong. Yeah. Might as well well make that now.
Murphy's Law. Yeah. We have them under the uh, section of uh, touring bands. They are... It's the closest thing we could come to. <laughs> yes. None of the bands, uh, as you can imagine, are, are, are currently out touring, but they are doing some shows. If you want to catch Murphy's Law in Brooklyn, they'll be at Kingsland on Halloween. Uh, Murphy's Law will be at the Stanhope House in Stanhope, New Jersey on November 29th, mm-hmm. and they'll be at Amityville Music Hall in Amityville, New York on November 30th. And they have done some recent shows, too. September 13th, they were at the Liars Club in Chicago, uh, they were at FUBAR in St. Louis on September 11th, the X Arcade in Wisconsin on the 10th, playing with a cool band, Assault and Battery, love those guys. So they're out there, they're being active, they're doing shows, just uh, stay tuned for when they come to your town, because they did a handful of shows September, handful of shows in August, and uh, back into May too, so... Keep your eyes out for Murphy's Law. This part yes. of the show, we'd also talk about maybe like some concerts or live shows. For me, I did do the the Rock the Ship last week. I'll talk about that more on the next episode. I'm going to try to keep it all tied youth on this one. But if you're curious, go check out our social medias for SLC Punkcast on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. Videos, all kinds of videos from that show there. How about you? Any, any shows you have coming up? Uh, we have Anonymous has one on Sunday. We'll be playing at Kilby Court with a uh, uh, with a few other local bands, kind of a local showcase. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, some of the bands I haven't heard of, but I know. Excuse me, I know we are playing with the uh, the punk band Raid. Okay. R A D E. Right. Yeah, they've been uh, quite a few shows in the last uh, year, maybe something oh, like yeah. that. I always made the joke at those kids that they were. Uh, uh, Salt Lake's Black Flag cover band because that's how they got started was just uh, a bunch of kids in their mom's basement playing Black Flag covers. Awesome. <laughs> and for the first couple of shows, that's what they would do. They would just play cover songs, <laughs> which is cool. I mean, that's how that's how you get started. But yeah. eventually, they started writing their own material, and it's not bad. You know, it's that awesome grungy '70s '80s hardcore stuff. That's great. Yeah. And speaking of which, let's uh, get to the uh, cover to cover albums yes. that I have planned. Now, this next band, I've been wanting to play on the podcast for a long time. And it was actually because of this, I was like, you know, maybe we could just do a Todd Youth-centered episode because this guy's been in a billion bands. That's good thinking. <laughs> yeah. So I've been holding out on this one. This next band is called Blood Clot. Yes. And this band has a pretty extensive history. It was formed all the way back in like 1980, 81, around that time. And it was formed by John Joseph of the Cro-Mags. But he wasn't in the Cro-Mags just yet. He was... In the early 80s, he was a roadie for the Bad Brains, his mentors, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> and, and the name Blood Clot came about because the, uh, it was some lingo that the Bad Brains would use and a lot of uh, Rastafarians did when something didn't go their way or when something was bad or something you know was not up to par. So being roadies, they heard that a lot. <laughs> there was like, hey, the blood clot amp isn't working. <laughs> Fix the blood clot mic. It's not plugged in properly. It's shocking me or something. <laughs> so uh, John Joseph, he actually got some uh, roadies together and was like, hey, why don't we just form a band called Blood Clot? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. And they did play a couple shows back in the day, touring with the Bad Brains. It was like, okay, the road crew has their own band, so they'll be the opening act. <laughs> that's cool. But, yeah, it was shelved for quite a while, and then John Joseph got busy with the Chrome Ags along with a lot of other things. And 
<laughs> there's the dog. the dog. The dog's trying to get in on the show too. The spider, the dog. Yeah. It's a, it's something to get in on, you know. It's a tribute to Todd Youth. Yeah, everyone wants to see what's going on. <laughs> anyway, uh, blood Clo- blood <laughs> blood clot was reformed in the 2000s, and in 2008 they released one album, Burn Babylon Burn, and with a totally different lineup. And then they didn't. Then they were dormant for a while until 2017. John Joseph got. Uh, Todd Youth in on this project as their guitarist, and this is when Todd Youth was returning to form, back to his punk rock slash hardcore roots, and that was the idea of the band. Also included were Nick Olivieri, who was part of the Dwarves, Blast, Svetlana's, Mondo Generator, Caius, and Queens of the Stone Age, along with Joey Costello, who was in Queens of the Stone Age as well, also a fellow Danzig member, and he also played in Blast, The Bronx, and Trash Talk. So an all-star lineup of all these musicians that have been in multiple bands. So it was just, everything clicked. That's cool. And the album that came out in 2017 really put Blood Clot on the map. And <clears throat> that got them signed to Metal Blade Records. It was released under that label. And they just really kind of took off from there. Well, what's the first track? Let's, let's first listen. track is, the title track is called Up in Arms. And if you and if it doesn't light a fire in your belly, I don't know what will. <laughs>
was blood clot first track yeah non-stop <laughs> right yeah, that was good yeah a lot of uh yeah a lot of old school punk rhythms in there just a more i guess a better production value <laughs> went into it and got a bit of a metal undertone in there i mean it is under metal break uh, metal break metal blade records yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of uh, Todd Youth showing off his soloing skills and a lot of just a lot of great riffs, a lot of great songs, great messages coming from uh, John Joseph as well, uh, particularly in this uh, next one. And this one was actually the first song that they wrote for this album, both him and Todd. It was the song Prayer, which uh, may sound corny at first, at, at first, but John Joseph actually is a very spiritual person. He's devoted to Hare Krishna. And also coming off of his uh, experience in Rastafari, you know, he has a strong belief system in, uh, in a lot of energy. And he, as if you've known anything about the Cro-Mags and a lot of, uh, and a lot of stuff that went down with him as a person, he's lived a very troubled and a very aggressive life. And he honestly believes that there was a higher power out there watching over him. Otherwise he wouldn't be alive today. Okay. So that's what the song "Prayer" is about. That's what it entails lyrically. Okay. And you'll never you'll never hear a song that talks about this subject uh, that goes as hard as this one, in my <laughs> opinion, because <laughs> the song just rips me a new one. Well, let's do it.
Yes. <laughs> Blood clot. Blood clot. I like it. That's cool. Uh, that wraps up that album. Yeah, it's a good band. It's a great album. Listen to the whole thing, cover to cover. It's my favorite album that came out in 2017. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's, that's saying a lot. Because mm-hmm. every year there's a lot of good stuff that comes out. So. Oh, absolutely. That's cool. 2017 had a lot of had a lot of records, right? <laughs> yeah, but that one stuck out to me. I didn't discover it till uh, after 2017, though. So I think I discovered it last year. Okay. And that's when I was like, yeah, this is this some good stuff here. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, what's the other album? What's the other band? The other album is an older one. came out in 2001 from the band Son of Sam. Now, this was a, another super group that was formed as a, uh, during Todd Yu's tenure in Danzig. It was a side project that he formed with Davey Havoc of AFI and, what's the name? London May and Steve Zing, both from Sam Hain. Wow. And that was another band that Todd Youth had toured with and played with. Not on any recordings, though. I did some digging on that. No Sam Hain recording has Todd Youth on there. But he has played with them. Right. He's played, like you said, at the top of the show. He's played with a ton of bands and played live with a ton of bands, just not on recordings with all of those bands. Indeed. Which is unfortunate, because I would like to hear him play in those bands, see what he had to bring to the table on that. Right? <laughs> like, what but, did it sound like with him and Cheap Trick? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't even, I haven't even found the uh, song that he played on because he was just a guest musician on that record. Okay. But that was the record that came out in two thousand nine. I can't remember what it was called though. I'll have to uh, yeah. check it out. Yeah, that's something I'll have to listen to as well because Cheap Trick is a great band. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about Son of Sam here. Yeah, it was a super group, and they released a couple albums. The song, the album that I'm choosing is Song from the Earth. That came out in. 2000 or 2001? 01. 01. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Named after the serial killer David Berkowitz. It implies a lot of themes of uh, horror and uh, you know, very Halloween y themes, which is also pretty fitting for the month. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's just strange how everything lines up. Right? <laughs> I mean, Todd Youth. better month to play this? Todd Youth passes away in October, and a lot of the bands that he was in were horror themed. Right. <laughs> so. It's so interesting. <laughs> well, let's, right, uh, yeah. what's the first track? Let's play one. First track is the first track of this album, Of Power. <laughs>
lost the oh, first yeah. track. Oh, uh, yeah. Another thing about this album was that it was a, a blatantly a tribute to the band Samhain, even though they don't cover any of the songs on here. That's cool. <laughs> but Danzig himself actually did do backup guitar on a couple of the songs. He did it on the title track and on the song Stray. So you can have a lot of fun listening to those tracks, trying to pick out who is Todd and who is Danzig. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also... This was also an album where uh, Todd Youth took a uh, took the helm at the producer's chair. He produced oh, wow. this album. That's cool. Yeah. So he's a busy guy. Yeah, he was. He was, like I said, all over the map. Man right. of uh, man of many talents, but music was his main focus. Right. Played in so many bands and recorded with so many bands too. Really did. Well, we're gonna get into the next song here. All right, let's play it. Satiate. Okay, second track from this great cover-to-cover album, Son of Sam. Yeah, a lot of great leads in this one. Son of Sam, second of two great cover-to-cover albums that Todd Youth was a part of. Indeed he was. Definitely expanded his talents far beyond the realms of punk and actually leaked over into metal, which is, fittingly enough, where we're at in the show now. Well, yes, <laughs> we're going to wrap this show up with a couple metal tracks he was involved with. Uh, first up is going to be Danzig, so tell, talk to me about his time 
with Danzig. Well, Danzig, as you as you know, was the band formed post Misfits, post Samhain. It was the it was really the creative outlet for Danzig to just do whatever the hell he wanted, pretty much. Awesome. And he's been and that band is still going around, is still going strong. And Todd Youth was in there for a brief moment in the early two thousands, and he was actually on a f- he was actually on a few of them. One was uh, live on the backhand side. That was the live album that came out in two thousand one, and there was the uh, compilation that came out in two thousand seven. Lost tracks of Danzig compilation. That was just a <clears throat> a few B sides, a few outtakes from earlier recordings that uh, featured a lot of uh, different songs from the eras of Danzig and Todd Youth having to be on a couple of them. Uh, but the one full studio album that Todd Youth was a part of was the one that came out in two thousand two. Danzig seven seven seven. I Luciferi. Nice. Yeah, and that was like a lot of a. Uh, it was uh, not a critically acclaimed Danzig album. It's often forgotten about by hardcore Danzig fans. It's kind of a, but it's honestly not a bad album. Just uh, didn't quite quite reach the same uh, same levels as his earlier work had gotten. You know, Danzig, Danzig One, you know, Danzig Two, Danzig Three, <laughs> those types of bands or <laughs> albums. But Danzig Seventy Seven. A triple seven. I'm just gonna call it that. <laughs> had some, had some good cuts on there. A lot of a uh, drop D tuning. A lot of a uh, groove metal aspects kind of seeped into here. And honestly, Todd Youth did his best to uh, to bring that sound to life in this album. And the song that I chose was Black Mass. <laughs> really haunting stuff in here. <laughs> yeah.
the song winds down, it's a long one. Yeah, it is. I'll put it out there for all you Danzig fans. If you missed it, they played uh, Madison Square Garden this last Saturday with Rancid and the Damned. Yeah, that was the Misfits show. Yep. Yep. Original Misfits. Amazing that they're still going. I know. I guess as long as uh, people keep throwing money at them, they will keep going. And I hear the <laughs> tickets are super, super expensive, so they oh, keep... Yeah. Putting some shows together here and there, and if you're lucky enough to have them near you or you can travel there, I'm sure it's worth it. I've yet to see them. I meet me the same. Yeah. I haven't. Like, uh, I don't know, the only time I've had, the only feasible option I had was to go see them at Riot Fest, which was a few years ago, uh, and I missed out on that because I was working that weekend, and I really needed the money. And I'm still kicking myself in the ass because they just played Vegas whatever. like a year or two ago, and I but I heard the tickets were yeah. several hundred dollars per ticket. Yeah. They played Denver just about last year, and again, just it was astronomically expensive. Yeah. I was, I was just like man, three hundred dollars for cheap seats, right? And that's just for one. I'm like, ah, is, is it really worth it? I mean, uh, yeah, I think it would be. It'd be cool to see. The original Misfits playing all their old hits, you know, and it's right. not it's not Jerry only singing it, and it's not you know Michael Graves doing it or anything. It's Glenn Danzig himself, and this was a reunion we thought was never going to happen, right? Because you know? all that all that dumb shit that happened between bands and money and yeah. Just... Well, hopefully they can <laughs> keep it together and do a couple shows a year wherever it happens to be. Yeah. They don't have to do any new material. Just I think people would be happy. For you know, with with that, oh, they'd be ecstatic if no new material came out, right? <laughs> the, it was bad. The last Misfits album, I really, it was not good. <laughs> I was just, yeah, this is. Ugh. Well, speaking of good stuff, we'll talk about Todd Youth. One more track. He was involved with Chrome Locust. Tell us about it. Chrome Locust. Well, as I said earlier in the show, after the demise of Degeneration, I shouldn't say Demise because they still kept going, but when that band was on hiatus, <clears throat> Todd Youth and the drummer took a, a, were jamming on the side, and they were just kind of like uh, playing uh, these really kind of Black Sabbath-y riffs and just taking them to see where they were going, and yeah, it was, they are like, yeah, okay, now the Degeneration's not a thing, well, let's just keep this project going. So it has this real 90s alt-metal and hardcore vibe, you think of bands like a helmet or the melvins or quicksand you know those are bands that i would compare this to but a bit more on that stoner edge even clutch i would say the early clutch stuff and yeah just one album you know full of monolithic riffs full of like a fuzzy guitar and full of weird sounds too and from a band that's called the chrome locust you know? but yeah they were just around for a brief second before uh before todd youth went to take off and join danzig um, but another thing they released, they actually released a Motorhead tribute album. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So alongside that. <laughs> but yeah, the Chrome Locust, it's a great album in and of itself. The song that I chose was Heavy Medication.
That's Chrome Locust. Eric, who did the vocals in this? That's what I was just trying to find out. I don't know. It doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> I would wager to say it was, uh, let's see, the other guy that they had, Jim Hennigan. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. Really don't know. It wouldn't. I don't think Todd Youth did the vocals on that because he's got a deep voice. Did so, he ever do vocals in any stuff? I know he, he mostly played guitar, occasionally played bass. Did he ever do vocals in any of his projects? Not to my knowledge. With everything that I was looking for, he at most probably did backing vocals. Okay. <laughs> you know? But yeah, he stuck mainly to the guitar, save for Fireburn. Like I said, he did bass on that. But yeah, I honestly don't know who did the vocals in that one. But It was cool. Yeah. I liked it. I, I think you had it right on, the, the bands that it was similar to. Yeah. You know, so if you're into that uh, stoner sludgy late 90s stuff that has that weird, uh, almost mechanical vibe to it, definitely check out Chrome Locust. You can find it on iTunes. You know, I yeah. found it there. Yep. You know, also on YouTube, if you care to look at it. <laughs> Chrome Locust, self-titled, great album. Well, also on iTunes is us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Music Player, FM, SLCPunkCast.com, and a whole lot of other places. If you want to find some of these bands, though Todd Youth will not be playing with them, and you won't find him or anything specific to him, you know, other than historical data. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Instagram, at FireburnHC, at OfficialDGen, at Murphy's Law NYHC, at BloodClotOfficial, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at scary uncle underscore Eric 97 on Instagram. You can find my bands on Instagram as well at anonymous band official and at suburban hell kill. You can find me on Facebook at Eric U Norris. Same thing with my bands at anonymous official SLC and at suburban hell kill. <laughs> Facebook bands are Fireburn, at Warzone NYC, uh, the Chelsea Smiles official page, at Degeneration Nation, at Murphy's Law NYC, at Blood Cloud official, at Danzig, the show's at SLC Punkcast. I hope you enjoyed a tribute to Todd Youth. I mean, we could every episode could be a tribute to somebody. Yes. You know, <laughs> and the great thing is, is that though a lot of these people pass away and pass away before their time, especially in Todd Youth's case, mm -hmm. uh, they all live on. All these artists live on in their art. It's recorded. We get to enjoy it for, you know, a lot. Of, in a lot of cases, you know, Joe Strummer, great example guy, has been dead for a lot of years, but mm -hmm. people still love The Clash. People love the stuff that he did. And, Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of other artists, and too many to name. I mean, we could change the theme of this, this SLC punk ass to just tribute show to this artist and so forth. Yeah, that might be that might be a side thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> we, we could, we'll see. <laughs> Point is, is, all these people live on. Uh, Todd Youth lives on, you know, been gone about a year. Cool guy, yeah. man. He, he had his hand in a lot and... You know, a lot of people are listening every day to the stuff that he's involved with. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, he had a very, he had a vast catalog of music and you wouldn't believe it, but this isn't everything he's ever been on. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's still a ton more. Yeah. Like you can go on a lot of this. I found through Wikipedia, Todd Youth, Discography, and he had like so many bands on there. You can go to Discogs and it'll show a bunch of stuff that he was involved with too. Yes, you can. 
Yeah, you can find you can find anything on the internet if you want to dig more into what Todd Youth was a part of. I know I will. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely gonna look at some of those other bands I missed. Gonna try and check out Cheap Trick that album. See what, and try and find out what song he was a part of on that. That's awesome. <laughs> but, yep, very special episode for today. Yeah, 122. <laughs> it's the Todd Youth episode. Tribute to Todd Youth. Yep, tribute to Todd Youth. Gone, yeah, gone before his time. Who knows what the next couple decades, few decades of his life would have had and what music he could have given us. Absolutely. Yeah, but as far as I know, some of these bands are still soldiering on without him. Absolutely, yep, yep. Some of them are still playing. Yep. Murphy's Law has had so many lineup changes over the years. <laughs> yeah. They're going to continue to play, just like I said, and I'm sure Danzig, when he's not doing uh, what he's doing with Misfits, yeah. he's Dan- probably working on Danzig stuff. Oh, yeah. He was here last year, too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was. I missed that show. <laughs> But yeah, and also Blood Clot. I follow John Joseph on Instagram, and he's posting stuff. It's like Blood Clot will still be doing stuff. You know, 2019, 2020, look out. Cool. All right. Well, until the next time. Play the fucking outro.